Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Right now. Obviously, I'm friends with all, everybody around here. So one of the security people, you give them a badge, right? And they're big, oh, yeah. big shot. How about that? Guy was bragging to me one night. He's like, I denied John Cornish getting into Ryderville. I'm like, what's wrong with you? Who cares if he wants to cut the line? Let him in. What the hell? I'm still mad about that eight years later. Like, what are, what are you doing? This is the Rod Peterson Show. Yes, it is. Hello, everybody. Hello, hello. Start spreading the news. The RP Show is live, I think, coming at you from the... Cloudy right now, South Florida Studios. I hope we remain dry over the next two hours, the fastest two hours on television and radio. Run Game Plus TV, WQEE Radio in Atlanta, and, of course, the streams. Darren Moose DuPont joins us from Toronto, where it's opening night there for the Toronto Maple Leafs. And I'm going to jump into the sports topics in a second, other than to say our sports guests today have been a bit of a moving target, but I'm very pleased to report that Chad Minton will be joining us from the Catfish on Ice podcast. And he's a good one now. He covers the Nashville Predators on the Hockey Podcast Network, of which I'm a part of, with the Cats and Bolts podcast. We'll be going over the Preds' loss last night in Tampa. And just confirmed from Las Vegas, Nevada, Reed Johnson will be joining us for the Mark cast. He went down there for the Seattle Kraken season opening game at Vegas. And he's got a report on that, plus some CFL happenings, Moose. So if we can, those are the guests. Can you hit the quick six show horn, please, Director Jordan? Get right down to business. Moose, I had this as the 1098th show, and I see you have it as the 1097th show. Any idea where we went awry? <laughs> you know, it, it must have been a while wrong. ago. Because I go back through those show uh, thumbnails as I make them, and and I just go back to yesterday's and I add one. So somewhere along the line, one of us made a mistake. It's probably me. It's probably me. I don't know. Okay, we got a lot of we got a lot of hockey and football to get at, but we're going to open with baseball. Corey Sager and Adelise Garcia homered early. Nathan Eovaldi struck out seven over seven innings in another series clinching start, and the Texas Rangers completed an ALDS sweep of the Baltimore Orioles with a 7-1 victory Tuesday night. I smile because I'll tell you why. The Rangers are going to the American League Championship Series for the first time since 2011. Baltimore won an American League high 101 games and was never swept in a series during the regular season. And then they were in the playoffs. If anybody ever wants to know why we love the playoffs so much in sports, it's because it's an entirely new season. We see it time after time. And this morning, I saw an analyst saying this on ESPN Sports Center. It wasn't a bad season for the Orioles. They had a they won 101 games. They won the pennant. So no, it wasn't a bad season. Does winning matter anymore? Please tell me, Darren, does it matter? I know. I know. Like, uh, when you have a 101 win season, it should be World Series or bust. Like, you know, and it's the same thing in the NHL. I know the, the president's trophy is the ultimate kiss of death, right, for a team going into the yeah. playoffs. 
but you should want to finish first. You should. The expectation should be Stanley Cup when you're that good all season long. Um, something happens though, man. Playoffs are, are anything can happen in the playoffs, and that's why we love sports. Well, hey, yes, 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 and we're jumping at it right out of the gate. And as the people that watch this show and listen to this show every day, they're realizing that this show's different. And I got stories. I got a million. I remember one time we won a pennant with a hockey team that I was with. And the next, but then in the, we lost out. We toe-picked it in the first round of the playoffs and lost out in, the, in round one. And we had won a pennant the, year, the, the regular season, and then we lost in a five-game first-round series. Our coach left. He actually went to a, uh, I don't want to say which NHL team that he went to, but he texted me the start of the upcoming season. And he goes, how was the banner raising ceremony? I texted him back. We didn't raise one because we got our lunch handed to us in the playoffs. We were still so embarrassed four or five months later that we didn't even put up the pennant from the year before. But now it's, no, 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 they had a great season. You don't understand it. It's just as long as everybody had fun. Why keep score? Jose Abreu hit a three-run homer for Houston in a four-run first inning and piled on with a two-run shot in the ninth to power the visiting Astros past the Minnesota Twins 9-1 Tuesday night. The Astros lead the best of five AL Division Series 2-1. That's enough baseball I want to talk about to point two. It was a night of firsts for North Vancouver's Canabedad as the... Chris Sanford canceled on our lunch today. Uh-oh. Kanabad, as the rookie recorded his first NHL point in his first pro game and picked up his first win as the Chicago Blackhawks defeated the host Pittsburgh Penguins 4-2 in the season opener for both squads. Corey Perry, Jason Dickinson, Ryan Donato, and Cole Gutman scored for the Hawks. Badad assisted on Donato's marker. He and Sidney Crosby. Finished tied for points. Sid had a goal. Connor had an apple. One across the board. And to be honest, I saw your tweet that you're finding it hard staying up out here on the East Coast for these 10 o'clock stars. Here's a little hint, Grasshopper. Don't go to bed. <laughs> Just get up early in the morning and catch all the highlights. That's what I do. It's okay. You'll, you'll figure it out. Um, I yeah. waited for Bedard. Did notch the assist. Serena called from Texas. She was about to go to bed. I said, you're calling at a great time. Connor just notched his assist, and I can go to bed now. And uh, Chicago turned it on after that. I was actually shocked to see that they won. But he led all Blackhawks forwards in time on ice. And uh, Bob's your uncle, man. He's a, he's a star. What did you think of the game? Yeah, I watched every shift, actually, of, of every game. I pulled the late-night shift. But... You know what? The game was good. It was really good. The, the overall game, it was fast. There was chances at both yeah. ends. And, and the one thing is, I thought Bedard looked very comfortable. Um, you noticed every yeah. time he was on the ice, he, in, he involves himself in the play. As you know, um, when he has the puck on his stick, he's, he's waiting to make plays. He was aggressive. He had, I think, five or six shots, but like 11 shot attempts. He was really buzzing. And He's getting a lot of respect, too, on that penalty, on the power play, the Penn's penalty kill. They had a guy shadowing him. That's how much respect Connor's getting already. So it was a lot of fun, and when he got that point, uh, that was a pretty cool moment, too. Uh, hey, hang on. 
Joe Lazito writes in from Long Island. He says, Roddy, I know it's your time with Moose, but I have to head back to work. Winning used to be the only thing, but now winning is just another prop to promote a player's brand. Have a great day, boys. You too, Joe Lazito. <laughs> that's that? the way John Lynch says it. So that's why I say it the way John Frenzy says it. If I thought that I could get a hold of John Frenzy via phone, I would, the Hall of Fame Rough Riders broadcaster, but all it would be would be John crying into the phone because that's what it was the last time over the state of the Rough Riders, and I'm not sure that I want to be brought down to that degree. If there was anything else Lynch could talk about, I would. I would. But nothing else he's interested yeah. in. Um, Ryan O'Radio checking in from WQEE. He says, time for Atlanta's NHL and CFL show, the RP show. And just one from the Peanut Gallery. John in Edmonton writes in and says, Connor Bedard wasn't anything special yesterday. I think he's going to be sent down to the farm team to get some more practice. Hot take. And for that, John in Edmonton. Hot You're take. getting a 10-minute misconduct. <laughs> yes. And any more stupid comments like that. You're out of the game. Yes, what? What? He has to be, Joe. No, you, you teed him up. I love it. The 10. I, that was great. He has to be joking. Connor Bedard was the best player on the ice yeah. last night. Or right there with he's it. Quarterbacking, I mean, he's quarterbacking the power play, John. At 18. So go mm -hmm. have a nap. But you know what? You're in the penalty box for actually two hours. You're not going to get any more comments today. And I want you to think about your actions. What else? Jen from the Four Seasons uh, checking in, and she says, Good morning, everyone. Connor did fabulous last night. Yes, he did. He never lets us down. He's as, what, what was the Howard Cosell line that you love so much? <laughs> He's constant as the Northern Star. <laughs> He's as constant as the Northern Star. Connor Bedard. How about that? Nicholas Paul had... Nicholas Paul had two power play goals. I thought he was a YouTube uh, <laughs> MMA fighter. Jake and, uh, Jake and Logan that... Paul? Oh, okay. I got the wrong Paul. This okay. is like, related. I don't, know if you, I don't know if you saw this on social. Sorry, sidebar. Um, they had a thing where Crosby and Bedard had to answer questions about pop culture. Do you know what this was? Do you know who was drafted first in the NBA draft? Finish the lyric to this song. Right, and you could tell the different age demographic. So this was just that, you know. Who are the Paul brothers? Victor, play hockey versus Victor. Media. Victor Webanyama was the Very number good. one pick in the NBA draft, and I saw the highlights of the preseason last night in the NBA, and I was like, <laughs> there are a few things I care less for than NBA preseason basketball. Nikita Kucherov scored a pair, including an empty netter, and Braden Point had three assists as the Tampa Bay Lightning opened their NHL regular season on Tuesday with an exciting 5-3 win over the visiting Nashville Predators. Brandon Hagel of Saskatoon Sask, Glad Jast, also scored for the Lightning on a penalty shot. We'll be getting in more into that game with Chad Minton later on this hour from the Catfish on Ice podcast. I'll say this. I watched that one, and I'm like, the Preds didn't uh, have a shot on goal for the first seven minutes of the game. And I'm like, who needs Vazzy if they're not going to give up any shots? John Cooper, who's from Prince George, B.C., and is a former Notre Dame hound. John Cooper said, we're going to limit shots against and scoring opportunities against. And that's what they did last night. Other NHL teams will have that figured out in a week. But it worked last night.
against Nashville. And Vegas raised a banner before their 4-1 win over Seattle. And this was funny. Uh, on the ESPN panel, were you watching ESPN or Sportsnet last night? ESPN. Uh, Sportsnet had the ESPN okay. feed, too. Oh, did you see... I think I think it was Mark Messier talking about the Golden Knights Stanley Cup rings. And if any, I would assume all of Canada's seen that the Golden Knights got their Stanley Cup rings on Monday. And if you unscrew the top of it, it's it's the rink in the ring. Did you see that? It's a model yeah. of the rink. You saw that? I, yeah. I think it was Messier said. Did you see the size of that? And they got a rink inside. They can play the Winter Classic inside that rink. <laughs> hilarious we'll be talking about the vegas game later on with reed johnson from the mark cast he was there our hockey coverage is brought to you by common crown brewing company head down to the tap room 28th street northeast in calgary thursday through saturday noon to 8 p.m check out common crown brewing company at commoncrown.ca don't worry cfl fans we're getting to you it'll be next segment you can put it in your back pocket and leave it there. CFL will be segment two of hour one until the end of the season. But we got to get to what the majority rules. What everybody cares about. The NHL tonight, point three. I'm reading from the wire copy. All seven Canadian teams will play their season openers tonight in the NHL. The Leafs open their campaign against the rival Montreal Canadiens at Toronto Scotiabank Arena. The Ottawa Senators battle the Hurricanes in Carolina. The Vancouver Canucks host the Edmonton Oilers, and the Winnipeg Jets start the season against the Calgary Flames at the Saddledome. We can sit and talk about all those games, and I think we will over the course of this program. <clears throat> program. Sorry, I had <clears throat> some cereal <laughs> jump up into my throat there. I don't know why. Oh, no. <clears throat> We've been going through a lot of cereal this week. Um, I, I would rather talk about this in the time we have left in this segment. It's the start of another NHL season, and again, hope springs eternal among pro-line betters for the Toronto Maple Leafs and Edmonton Oilers. According to the Ontario Lottery and Gaming Corporation, Canadian teams are among the top five favorites among betters to win the Stanley Cup this season. So it's not, this isn't the odds makers saying this. These are the actual people laying money down. This is what they're betting on. Toronto last captured the NHL championship in 1967. For the Oilers, it was 1990. The other clubs included the Pittsburgh Penguins, Carolina Hurricanes, and New Jersey Devils. And aside from that, not surprisingly, Edmonton captain Connor McDavid's among the favorites to win the Hart Trophy. Ontario betters also like Jack Hughes, Austin Matthews, Connor Bedard, and Nathan McKinnon. Stop the presses! They're putting money down on Bedard being the MVP of the NHL season this year. Like, I, I, I would not put money on that. Would you? No. <clears throat> Maybe next year. But I think rookie of the year, sure. Um, I think he could, he could be a top 10 scorer in the NHL this year. It could happen. But MVP, no, I don't think he's going to catch McDavid. No, come Crazy. on. Okay. John from Edmonton writes and he says, Moose and Rod, I was joking. Okay, well, you got to be careful because it doesn't come across in print. Sarcasm and jokes don't come across in print. You got to be very careful with that. Jen from the Four Seasons says, on a different note, the announcers doing the Tampa Bay game put everyone to sleep here. It was awful. Um, disagree respectfully. John Bucci Gross called the game. 
uh, historically known for his Frozen Four NCAA play-by-play, -play, and I thought he was great. And as a guy that's called literally thousands of games, I'd like to think my opinion counts. I thought he was awesome. Kevin the Medium says, was anyone else irritated by the names above the players during power plays last night? It drove me crazy. Yes, I'm the old man yelling at the clouds. Try to block that out. You're welcome. It's no different than the video games we used to play. You know that they put the names over. I can't. It's exactly like the video games. And it wasn't bad. The only thing that was cool was you want to see where Bedard is, right? And Crosby. So when they're on the ice, I like the name bar coming up over those two because you want to be, oh, they're on the ice. That was kind of neat. We got a lot to get to. And hey, my buddy Vaughn, did I hear, didn't you? Was I talking to you about my buddy Vaughn, my childhood friend? My last time no. in Calgary, like my last month there, we connected. We had, were best friends as kids. I talked to you about Vaughn, right? Hey, he texted me. And he said, who's going to be the first one to bring up Bedard's face-off stats on your show tomorrow? He said this last night. It's Randy from Winnipeg. He says, Bedard looked good. He's going to need to work on his face-offs, two for 11. We got a winner, Vaughn. It's Randy from Winnipeg. <laughs> had to bring it up. He had to poop on the parade. Oh, no. I wonder if you could have bet on that at that regal. Oh, man. Well, let's put it up. Vaughn will love that we mentioned his name on here. Oh, hey. Thank you, John in Edmonton. You've really redeemed yourself, John in Edmonton. He's written in with a question, and he says, thoughts on the pride tape not being allowed anymore in the NHL? I got a few. We'll get to that. CFL uh, Canada's Game of the Week. Bill Belichick's ass maybe grass in New England. And remember where you heard it first. We're live on Game Plus Television, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Okay, guys, RP here, and I'm proud to be teaming up again with Manscaped this fall, the worldwide leader in below-the-waist grooming. Look, sponsors want people pushing their products who actually use them, and I'm that guy. I've been using the lawnmower for years. Not just your typical clipper. Its contour design and no clunky cords eliminate all the hassle when you're doing your own manscaping in the bathroom. And please tell me you do that. But then for guys my age, you're going to want to add the Weed Whacker 2.0 to your shed. It's for ears, nose, and anywhere else that hair grows where you don't want it. Let's face it, we don't want to admit it, but it's a fact. Just one hair out of place, in the wrong place, can be the end of it. So here's what you do. Go to manscaped.com right now and use the promo code THERPSHOW. All one word. It's live right now. If you tried to buy these products separately, you'd be paying hundreds of dollars, but you'll pay a fraction with the promo code The RP Show and get them all in one package. 
The promo code VRPSHOW gets you 20% off your order and free shipping. Care about yourself, for God's sakes. Go to manscaped.com and use the promo code VRPSHOW. You can thank me later. Hey guys, Manscaped has done it again, introducing the Handyman Facial Razor. It's brand new, not for your junk, it's for up top, and like every Manscaped product, tons of thoughts gone into it. Sleek, compact, fits in your shaving kit for all those road trips, and charges by USB. How about that? How about that? Promo code VRP Show, you get 20% off. Promo code is VRP Show, get 20% off and free shipping. If I'm looking, if you notice me looking at the sky, it's because it's about to rain and I did not put the top on the Jeep. Approve. Uh, let's bring the moose in now. I but are you near any electrical Brian outlets? Any cords lying around? Oh, I around? got that all handled. No, no, no. I got yeah, everything good. up off the ground. I figured that one out a, a year ago. Yeah. If I take off in the middle of this, it's because uh, I had to cover the Jeep. Okay, Moose? You can handle it. Okay. Um, Brian Burkers weighed in on the Pride rainbow tape thing, and I'll get to that in a second. But people did show up for the CFL talk. They do that every day here. Nobody talks more CFL than us. We're the CFL's favorite talk show. I deny anybody to argue that or give us proof that we're not. And our CFL... Coverage is brought to you in part by Sober Carpenter, non-alcoholic craft beer. Check them out at SoberCarpenter.com. And I want to thank the CFL fans for rallying and supporting Sober Carpenter. You heard me say earlier, they sold them out in Calgary and they sold them out in Regina. They had to amp up production, Sober Carpenter told us, because of you people. So thank you. Canada's Canada's game of the week in the CFL shouldn't be close. We're getting very close to games not meaning much end of the regular season, right? And just getting ready for playoff. Darren, your options are these. BC Lions at Hamilton, Friday night. Also Friday night, Sask at Calgary. Saturday, Montreal at Edmonton and Ottawa, Toronto. Mm, Half these games don't mean anything. So for me, it's only one absolute runaway. Hey, there's only one. Yeah, there's only one. There's only one that matters, right? Sask and like playoffs night, are on right? the line. Yes, playoffs are playoffs? on the line. You know, this is big. I mean, completely changes the landscape. I don't think we're worried about playoffs in the East or the other spots. And I know, you know, <clears throat> better teams make more entertaining games that's not always the case this game means something so i think yeah it shouldn't be close um it was almost a formality to even have a poll i thought today um but hey maybe the fans think otherwise and that's why we do it what are they saying on youtube clark what's the what's the body uh vote there yeah 61 percent say sask at calgary I'm sorry, my mind went somewhere when you... What did you say? Big games make great polls or what, what What? did you say? Well, no, good team, better teams usually make for good games, but that's not always the case, right? When okay. you get two teams fighting it out at the bottom of the standings, that can be just as entertaining, you know? Um, I get it. They're the, they're the basement dwellers, so people might say, oh, it's not going to be entertaining. 
I'd rather watch BC play or Toronto or whoever. But there's a lot on the line. And historically, it's been a great rivalry. So it should be fun. Okay, it's good. It's good. The reason I, my mind went somewhere, because there's a song where my mind went. From 1977 by Ronnie McDowell. And it says, older women make good lovers. And a lot of people will be listening and watching this going, yeah, remember that song? Yeah. That's, did you say older women make good lovers? Darren, is that what you said? That's not what you said, yeah. but that's what I heard. <laughs> um, now. I get it. You don't need to explain God bless it. I get it. No, you, you get it. The uh, ask Joe Namath. Nine zero two five one eight thirty thirty three. The number to text us right here in the. If studio. you want to sponsor the show, that's nine zero two five one eight thirty thirty three. Why wouldn't Why wouldn't they want to sponsor the show, Captain Pfizer? Um. Uh. You interrupted me. I know. I'm sorry. God bless the CFL for for a million reasons. But, you know, they send, we, we get the news releases. We get the game notes. That, you know, I was in the league for 20 years, but I've been out of the league for five. But I still get all the wonderful information. And I was looking at the playoff scenarios news release yesterday. And I'm like, it's right here in black and white. All Sask has to do is win one game. One game is all they got to do to clinch. And if even their own fans are sitting there going, they're going to screw this up. They're not going to win Friday at Calgary because Calgary wants it more. And they're not going to win the next week because they just, that's the way that it's going. Spicy. It's like, when you look at it in black and white, Darren, it seems really easy. All you got to do is win a game. And in my mind, I can see Chris Jones. In my mind, I heard from one of the Elks people today. They're fine. They're not getting fired. You tell me we can't win one game. You, you know how you used to say, if, if we can't get a yard. It, it, it looks a lot easier on paper than it is on a football field. You know what I mean? It's kind of what, what I'm getting at. Yeah, I know. And you get out there and then your mind starts playing tricks and you start doubting. And, you, and when you start playing not to make a mistake and we just got to get one win. And it's like, okay, well, if we don't get it today, we can get it next week. You know, and you start having that mentality. All of a sudden, you're in the fourth quarter of the last game and you're down by 14. You're like, oh, my gosh. Now you're getting really tight. And what do you do, right? It's, uh, it's made a lot of people very uneasy in the rectangle. That's for sure. Uh, Brian in Hudson Bay, the Moose Capital, writes in and says, I wish Sask would realize their game is game of the week. The way they've been bringing it the last four games or so, they don't even want to be here anymore. Most of them, not all. That's from Brian in Hudson's Bay. Kirk in Toronto, watching on Game Plus, writes that he says, uh, Hey, Rod, MLSC spending $350 million to renovate Scotiabank Arena. How about blue seats at BMO Field? RP show number one for CFL talk. It's not a, not a high bar to hit, but thank you. Um, Bart Hunter, remember me talking about the money hunter in a recent show? Yep. Was that just yesterday? 
Um, former Pats goaltender. Yeah, it was yesterday. Oh, my God. Time's flying. He, he was watching in Edmonton. Bart Hunter, the money hunter, backstopped the Regina Pats God's team to their last WHL championship. He writes in and says, thanks for the comments, Rod. I ended up with COVID, so was unable to attend the reunion last week. I've moved back to Edmonton and really enjoying it. Hope all is well with you. All the best. From Bard Hunter. He had just an iconic mask. One of the reasons I fell in love with playing goal was because of Bard Hunter's mask. <laughs> Probably won't. It's a goalie thing. Okay. Uh, Moose. Yes. Long-time NHL executive Brian Burke says the league's decision to ban on-ice support for community causes, which includes the use of rainbow-colored stick tape on Pride Nights, is, quote, a surprising and serious setback. The NHL sent a memo to teams last week clarifying what players can and cannot do as part of theme celebrations this season. The updated guidance reaffirms on-ice player uniforms and gear for warm-ups and official team practices cannot be altered. Burke, the executive director of the Professional Women's Hockey League Players Association, said on social media that he is, quote, deeply disappointed by the league's decision, unquote. Listen, I've learned the hard way. I'm not going to fight the NHL's battle. I'm not, I'm not their PR guy. However, what I will say is they're not anti-gay. You know what they are? Anti-controversy. And I'm a little annoyed that we're talking about this seven, eight months after I thought putting it to bed. To use a quote from the farm, try, they'd love to be able to put the horse back in the trailer. Put that horse back in the trailer. Let's forget we even took him out. Do you know what I'm saying? They're not anti-gay. They're inclusive. They are, but they don't want the fight. Do you see what I, that, that's what I think, Darren. And, I, and I'm pro-LGBT, as are you. We both have members of that community in our family. I'm inclusive, as are you. Shouldn't speak for you, but in this case, I will. NHL's not anti-gay. And they're just taking it on the chin right now, is what I think. And then maybe you don't agree. No, agree disagree. I agree and I, I agree and I disagree. Because when you say anti-controversy, you're, you're right, right? They're anti-controversy because the one side to look at it, when you keep, you know, politics and any controversial topic like racism and you know, sexual orientation and anything controversial um, out of the game, ratings go up, okay? We've seen that in multiple leagues. The NFL, we've seen it now when they don't yeah. get into it. We've seen it in other leagues. And we see ratings go down when it becomes about something other than the game, right? That term, shut up and dribble, it sucks, but it's kind of real, right? Colin Kaepernick starts kneeling. The cause was noble. Everything was great. But now nobody wants Colin Kaepernick. Okay? They like the cause, but they don't want him anymore. Right? We saw it with outside of sports with award shows, like the, like the Grammys and the Oscars and the award shows. Everybody made a speech about politics and about different causes, and it became about that, and the ratings went down. It, it became less about movies and music and more about that. Ratings went down. Sports is our escape, so I get what the NHL is trying to do. The tough part is this kind of isn't that, you know, because now you're not trying to get rid of the distraction. You're becoming the distraction by telling people they can't do something 
that's an inclusive thing, which is showing people that they're welcome in the league. We're starting to see players come out as gay um, in different professional sports leagues, and we're starting to move towards a more inclusive locker room, and this kind of puts the brakes on that. So I get what they're trying to do, but this has just been a misstep by the league the whole way. They should have never done it in the first place. Would you agree with me on that? They should have never even gone down this road. Right. Let the players, if the players want to put tape on, let them do what they want, right? The organized nights, I think you stay away from and things like that, and you just let the players do what they want to do. But when you ban them from doing it, I think that's a problem. Yeah. It's just a, <laughs> I'm so glad I'm not working in sports anymore. It is very delicate. I mean, uh, is Chad Minton logged in yet, Clark? He is? Okay. We'll push this discussion to hour two. Because believe it or not, I'm sure you're not shocked. I got more thoughts. <laughs> but Chad Minton, join, and you're going to love him, by the way, from the Catfish on Ice podcast. I do. He's a good one. Uh, covers the Predators, and we'll talk about... Thanks, Moose. We'll see you next hour. We'll be right back on Game Plus Television, WQEE, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Guys, Manscaped has done it again. This fall, the worldwide leader in men's below-the-waist grooming has come out with the Handyman Facial Razor. Like all their products, it's innovative and unique. It's compact and sleek, which makes it easy to fit into your shaving kit for road trips. Plus, it charges via USB. What will they think of next? And right now, with the promo code VRPSHOW, you get 20% off and free shipping at Manscaped.com. That's promo code VRPSHOW. Make life easier and drive the ladies wild. Get to manscaped.com today. It's the show with the most, and uh, we're talking NHL in opening week. On night one, Nicholas Paul had two power play goals. Nikita Kucherov scored a pair, including an empty netter. Braden Point had three assists in the Tampa Bay Lightning. Knocked off the visiting Nashville Predators 5-3 at Amelie Arena. Ryan O'Reilly, Tommy Novak, and Yuso Parson scored for the Preds. Chad Minton was there. I know because I follow his social media from the Catfish on Ice podcast. And I, <laughs> you were so excited for that game, Chad. I don't know how confident you were going in. But how did you feel about that season opener for the Preds? I mean, obviously, I hate the result, but that was one of the probably top five best live NHL game experiences I've ever been to, just as a fan, just from a pure fan's perspective. The atmosphere was just so amazing. The fans were gracious, but they knew their hockey. Um, well, not a ton of Predators fans there. I thought normally Predators fans travel a little bit better. I felt a little lost in a sea of blue and white last night, but it was a great experience. <laughs> You're easy to and pick then, out. Very easy to pick out. And then the, yeah. but the, the game itself, Rod, was just a roller coaster of emotions. I mean, you go into that third period and 
the first three minutes of the third period go from the Predators taking all of the momentum out of the sails of the Lightning. They go two to one. And then not even three and a half minutes later of, of game time, the Lightning get a penalty shot and retake the lead. I mean, you want to talk about a crazy swing of emotions and momentum in a very short amount of time. Well, it doesn't take much, and I felt bad for Luke Shen because he was the guilty party in the penalty shot. Yeah, I watched it all, and uh, I was thinking about you because, uh, listen, I was on your show last week, and I want to tell the world, uh, the Hockey Podcast Network, of which you're one with the Catfish on Ice podcast, you guys have been so great to us. Our Cats and Bolts podcast, Serena and I, I wanted to return the favor. You do a great job, and you know the game, Chad. So I'll say it again, Catfish on Ice podcast, he does a great job. But... You were going to that game. They didn't have Vasilevsky in net. And I was like, you guys didn't have a shot for the first seven minutes of the game. I'm like, who needs uh, Vazzy if you're not going to give up any shots? <laughs> How did you feel about that? It was, I'm telling you, I, I, give the, I give credit to the Lightning. I mean, it was really difficult for the Predators to do what they want to do under head coach Andrew Burnett now, which is way different than what John Hines did for the Predators as head coach. The Predators want to find that stretch pass. They want to push the tempo up. And that first period, I think the Predators just, their passing was a little bit off. Their timing was a little bit off. Credit to the Lightning, a veteran team with some really good defensemen. And they just made it really hard on the Predators getting set up, getting good looks, two shots on goal in the first period. You're going to pretty much lose on every occasion when you open up a game that way. But they settled in that second period. They got 13, they outshot Tampa 13-5, I believe. So they, they, they kept it at that 1-0 score, kept plugging along, and then finally they cracked through. That was a one of the most gorgeous goals I've seen the Predators score in a long time. Stretch pass from Ryan McDonough. He finds Forsberg. Forsberg with some beautiful stick handling and finds a crashing Ryan O'Reilly to get this game tied up. That was one of the prettiest goals I've seen the Predators score in a while. Well, look, uh, more than that about the game, I want to talk about Pred's fandom and your involvement with that. I, I get so much out of chatting with people like yourself, and uh, I want our audience to understand, because I think you speak for their fan base. One thing you said was, we've never had a star. And I've been thinking about that every, as a franchise. And I've had Minnesota Wild media and fans say the same thing. We've never had a cover of NHL 2021 video game from our team. You know, um, when, who's, the, who's come the closest to that in 20-some well, so, years? And, yeah, go ahead. Uh, yeah, so P.K. Subban actually was on the cover for NHL well, video game, but he was not I mean. here for very long. Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, I would say, you know, obviously Pecorine, Reign Supreme. He's always going to be the top of the top of the mountain when it comes to Preds fandom and having a star player they gave him a statue in front of Bridgestone Arena that's beautiful. If, if you're coming down as a visiting fan, go check out Pecorine's statue. It's beautiful. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Roman Yossi's certainly up there. We want Philip Forsberg to take that next step forward. We th- He still has time. He's still in the prime of his career. We want to see Forsberg finally jump ahead and be considered one of those top-tier wingers in the league. But he's still got a ways to go, but he looked pretty good last night. So, I mean, we're looking at this young crop of current predators right now, like Yuso Parson, who got a got a goal last night. I mean, these are the future. This is the future of of the of the franchise, and it's mostly at the forward position. 
with Luke Evangelista and Yusuf Parson, Thomas Novak, who scored last night as well. So it's 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 just it's a blend of veterans and young players. That's what Trotz wanted. Barry Trotz said he wanted to do. And so we'll see how it results. You know, some people think the Predators are going to make the playoffs. Some people don't think the Predators are going to play, make the playoffs. They're right there on that on that cusp. So it's going to be. I think they passed, even though they lost last night to the Lightning. I think they, for the most part, showed that they can play with anyone in this league on a nightly basis, especially when they start to get more comfortable under this new head coach, Andrew Burnett. Uh, well, I'm one of those ones that has them picked to make the playoffs. I'm a believer in the moves that they made. And, and Barry Trotz being in charge of the whole deal. Let's talk about that. He's a former Regina Pat, God's team, Winnipeg product. How do you feel about what Barry Trotz could do for the Nashville Predators as GM? I absolutely love everything he's done so far. I, I like that he's not playing um, the cautious approach here. He went in, he identified there was problems that need to be fixed in terms of being aggressive. I don't think anyone expected him to go out and sign as many veterans as he did in the offseason, but I like, I, I definitely like the Ryan O'Reilly edition. I mean, and you get him for four and a half million AAV. It's not like they went out and completely overpaid for this guy. And the intangibles that, that Ryan O'Reilly brings to your team cannot even be measured. So I think that Trotz is looking at this as not a rebuild, but definitely a retool. You know, they like to use that term as well, a retool. So the Predators are trying to definitely stick around in the playoff race, but at the same time re realizing they've really got to push these younger players up and give them the minutes and let them be the future of this team eventually. But until we get to that point, you've kind of got a bridge with Ryan O'Reilly and some of the other veterans that they signed over the offseason. Chad Minton with us from the Catfish on Ice podcast. I follow the Predators real closely for a lot of reasons. I got a lot of friends living in Nashville, the team. And I'm, as I mentioned on your show, Brett Wilson, one of the owners, is a really good friend of mine and another Saskatchewan guy. But my last question for you is, I've been to games at Bridgestone Arena, and I'm assuming you're a day one Preds fan. You can tell by your accent you're a Tennessee guy. <laughs> What's with the yeah. chants in the arena? When they started chanting... I was caught off guard, and then I was like, yeah. what, what are they saying, and how did this come about? Really, really cool story. I don't have the exact year, but it was certainly within the first few years of the team uh, being around in Nashville, and it's called Cell Block 303. It was a group of season ticket holders that were in Section 303. They started calling it Cell Block 303, and they just started coming up with all these different chants, and throughout the years, they stuck. And so it's almost like being at a, at a soccer game with some of these chants that you'll hear at a Predators game if you've never been. And, you know, sometimes the opposing fans don't like it. It gets under their skin a little bit, but that's all part of the home atmosphere, right? You know? Yeah, I think it's – I thought it was awesome. It just took me a while to get a hold of what exactly is going on because you don't see that at a hockey game very often. Chad, where can people listen to the Catfish on Ice podcast? All right, so we are on part of the Hockey Podcast Network, and we can catch us out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all the major podcast platforms. We have a YouTube channel as well where we stream all of our uh, episodes live. We also upload exclusive video content as well on there, so you can find us on YouTube, and you can follow us on X at Catfish Ice, also on Facebook and on Instagram. Chad, you do a great job. Thanks for being so nice and welcoming to us, and uh, have a great season. We'll chat again soon. 
We will. Thanks. Appreciate it, Rod. Take care. Chad Minton from the Catfish on Ice podcast. We'll be right back with a sports update and audience takeover after this. You're watching on Game Plus Television, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Keep it on, rocket in the free world here on the RP Show. Glad to have you with us, everybody. We'll get to your comments and questions in a moment. I see my guy Jack has checked in from Calgary, actually Vulcan, Alberta, and he says, looking forward to the Stamps-Riders game, the biggest game of the season for both. Calgary more so, says Jack. We did. I want, I'll update for those who just tuned in. Segment two, hour one, every day is going to be the CFL segment. Just so you all know, because I know there's literal millions of CFL fans, but I also, you need to know, there's millions of people that aren't. So we're not going to talk about it all show, but we will talk about it a lot. Dougal Cameron in Calgary writes in on the 902 text line, and he says the Riders-Stamps game should be called the Dickinson Bowl. The winner gets his job next year. Hot damn! So pause that for one second. We have breaking news on this Wednesday. Less than a year after leading the New Jersey Devils to their best regular season, coach Lindy Ruff has signed a multi-year contract extension. General Manager Tom Fitzgerald announced the signing today, a day before the Devils opened the season at home against Detroit. Fitzgerald had said before the start of training camp, that management wanted to give the 63-year-old Ruff a new contract, but he simply had not gotten around to working out a new deal. How's that for making somebody feel valued? Yeah, we'll get to you when we get to you. Coach of the year last year, but... Sad news, Brendan Malone, father of Denver Nuggets coach Michael Malone, the first ever head coach of the Toronto Raptors, and a driving force behind the Detroit Pistons' bad boys' defenses in the late 80s and early 90s, has died at age 81. Uh, Malone spent three decades as an assistant or head coach in the NBA, working for the Knicks, Pacers, Cavaliers, Magic, Raptors, and Pistons. He also served as the lead assistant for his son with the Sacramento Kings. And I'll say this. Listen, people, help me out. The Raptors came to Saskatoon, I think, Mid to late 90s, again, you got to help me out, but I remember watching them in a neutral site preseason game when Brendan Malone was the head coach. Remember seeing him up close and personal. I'm like, that's a sports guy. That's a basketball guy. And I think of all those things he's known for, obviously being uh, his son's father, the reigning NBA champs, Denver Nuggets, being the first head coach of the Raptors is pretty cool, wouldn't you think? So condolences to the Malone family. He's remembered. Our sports update is brought to you by Common Crown Brewing Company. They have the perfect craft beer for your enjoyment, featuring their core five. Good Company Hazy Pale Ale, Common Crown Crafted Lager, Journeyman IPA, Brewmaster Blonde Ale, and Coppersmith Brown Ale, four of which sit below 5% ABV, making them the ideal beer for your everyday common affair. What up? Okay. 902-518-3033, the number to reach us in the studio. 
the Florida studio, where, as you see, the sun has come out. Bomber boy is watching on Game Plus TV in Calgary right now. And he says, Bomber fans will be paying close attention to the BC versus Hamilton game this week, hoping that the Ticats can do us one last favor. Yeah, that's the thing. Mental math right now. That's what I didn't like about this time of year in the CFL. Just the math involved, because last minute of play in hour one. As you all know, I suck at math. So I just know this. What it all boils down to is just win your games, and you don't got to worry. In sports for years, we've called it the scoreboard watching, right? And back in the day, I've been doing this so long, we would climb on the bus and the dang coaches would grab a newspaper to see who won last night. That's how old I How old are you, Rod? I'm so old that we used to have to read the newspaper to find out what happened last night. And the best coaches wouldn't even look at the newspaper because the best coaches knew we just got to win our games. It doesn't matter what the other teams are doing. And the losingest coaches were fixated on what everybody else was doing and what everybody else was saying. There's a lesson in there somewhere. Hour two coming up and Reed Johnson from Vegas after this brief pause. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.